All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. I'm a real boy! You want thingamabobs? I got 20. 10,000 years will give you such a prick in the neck. We We This is the Magic on a Dollar podcast with David Dollar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another week of Disney Conversations in a podcast form. I am very excited that you're here. Thank you for downloading the show. Do me a favor. Tell a friend about the show. Share the uh, share the Facebook post and say, hey, friend, I've got a friend of mine. I've got a guy that I know, a guy that I don't know, but he talks about Disney stuff that I really like a podcast. You should listen to. And that is how we get reviews. That's how we get upgraded on iTunes to the new and noteworthy. That is my, my bucket list for 2018 is to get on the new and noteworthy spot on the podcast area of uh, iTunes. Now, probably on the travel section. I don't know that I'm going to beat out, you know, anything NPR or any new podcast by you know, Brad Pitt or um, or Scarlett Johansson. I, I don't know that they may have a podcast. They may not. I have no clue. But if they did, they probably would be in the new Noteworthy, whereas little old me is going to have to settle for the travel section of iTunes podcasting. But that's okay. I'll settle for that. I'll take it if I can get a hold of that. I would love to. So uh, to do me a favor, share the show if you don't mind. I would love that. Go review the show. Uh, five stars is the most magical number of stars. But if you feel like maybe four stars is better than I, you know, I'll take that. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That That's okay, too. We'll take it. Um, you know, or maybe if, I don't know, throw one star up there and say, hey, David Dollar, you need to improve. And guess what? I will improve based on your feedback. But to be nice about it, leave a review up there on iTunes. Also, you can find this show on Stitcher and Google Play, as you may be listening to it now. And if you're a part of those formats, I think you can leave reviews there. I'm not really sure. But if you can... I would love it. So it is cold here, folks. It is uh, this this bomb cyclone. I, I've never heard of this term in my life, but bomb cyclone is perhaps one of the most scary weather terms I've ever heard. And it's hitting the east here. It's it's cold all the way around. It's cold down down in Florida. Uh, Thirty degrees, thirty five, forty degrees, somewhere in there, pretty much the entire week. Um, the marathons are going on this weekend. At the time of, of of this recording, I think the marathons are starting. By the time you hear this, the marathons will be over. It's the 25th anniversary of the the, the half marathon and the marathon stuff, and there's a lot of them during the year, so I won't get into you know which ones which and so on. But uh, people running in really really cold weather, and people not used to that. Matter of fact, yesterday I got a, a notification from a friend of mine at Disney World. Test track was closed. Why was test track closed? Because there was ice on the track. Over in Epcot, there's a there's a ride called Test Track where you get into a, like a little simulation vehicle and you go on this this track basically, and you kind of go through this whole, you know, how they test cars through bumps and through you know uh, through swerves and they test the brakes and so on. You kind of go through that whole thing, and at the very end of it, it takes you on a big big loop uh, outside the building where you go about 65 miles an hour. I mean, you you take off, you go. It's a pretty cool part of the uh, pretty pretty cool part of the ride. That's the reason a lot of people love it. Ice on the track. Also ice on the track for Everest, which is over at Animal Kingdom. Part of that ride is outside as well. It comes in and out of a mountain that's there. And so they had to, to close the ride because there's, there's ice on the track in Florida. Uh, so don't uh, don't don't ever think that Florida can't get cold because it can. A few years ago, 2009 actually, so I guess you know, nine years ago, hashtag mathing. Uh, my wife and I were on a bus in uh, uh, at Disney World. We were headed to one park or whatever. We noticed the family across the way from us was kind of bundled up, and they were kind of shaking a little bit. And we talked to them, and they were from Michigan. 
And uh, they told us that uh, they were not expecting this. This was sometime in early February, I think, of 2009. And they said, that, you know, we're not expecting this. We, we're from Michigan. It's, you know, it's seven degrees up there. We figured we'd come to Florida and it would be warm. So none of us even brought any long sleeves. We're all, you know, we're all freezing. Uh, it gets cold in Florida. Of course, I say that. In 2016, I, uh, I forgot to take any long sleeve shirts with me. It actually had been unseasonably warm when I went in the wintertime of 2016. So I brought some pants with me, I brought some shorts and some pants and some shirts and didn't, didn't, forgot anything long sleeve. It's not that I willfully said, no, I don't need long sleeves. I just didn't bring it because I didn't think about it. And of course I get down there and it's really, really cold and I held out as long as I could. Um, and I, I held as long as I possibly could, but finally I had to break down and spend about $65 on a goofy hoodie. I'm a big fan of hoodies, and so I, I bought a goofy hoodie and put it on and kind of bought a toboggan and put it on and everything because I, I was freezing. So so it is cold, folks. It is very, very cold, and I hope you are staying warm wherever you are. And I do hope this uh, this warm weather, I hope the warm weather kind of comes in a little bit and kind of eases up a little bit on everybody because, especially down at Disney World, Typhoon Lagoon's closed. The water parks are closed. I mean, they're not going to let anybody in there. What they do basically with the water parks, they have Typhoon Lagoon and they have Blizzard Beach, is they'll open one and keep one open shortened hours through the winter while they close the other. And when the other is kind of refurbed and repainted and so on, they open that one and they close the first one. And Typhoon Lagoon is was actually the one one of the ones that was scheduled to be open, I believe, and they're actually closing it through March for refurbs. Uh, Blizzard Beach is also being closed right now just because it's just it's too cold. It's just it's just too cold outside. So stay warm and all that is to say that uh, you know Florida does get winter weather um and I grew up in South Alabama, and I grew up about nine miles above the Florida line. Uh, take a left out of my driveway, go about nine or ten miles, and you're at Florida. Go another, I don't know, 45 miles, and you're at the beach. Uh, that's how close I was, and, you know, it's it's cold down there. It's I, There was snow down there in Florida at certain points, and so... Um, anyway, stay bundled up. That's a long opening to this show just to talk about how cold it is, but uh, unseasonably unseasonably cold weather for a winter time even. But let's get to some Disney World news, and uh, let's get our, our man-made theme song here. Do, 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 Let's go to some Disney news, uh, the, the world news tonight, as I like to call it. Uh, first of all, the Alabama and Georgia College Championship game will be played on Monday night on January the uh, 6th, 7th, 8th, January the 8th. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, we may already have a winner. I am predicting Alabama wins it 24-16. to 16. That is my guess. We'll see how far off I am. Please don't tell my Georgia Bulldog fans that I said that. Uh, but that is my prediction for the game. So we'll just find out where I am. But... This weekend, and this coming Sunday, although again, when you hear this, it actually may have already happened, probably will have already happened, the Central Florida Black Knights finished the season 13-0. and They won the American Athletic Conference Championship, uh, including winning, including going to the Peach Bowl and beating Auburn. Uh, beating Auburn, uh, so they won, they went 13-0. and They were the only undefeated team in major college football sports, and the major division, Division One, I guess is what I want to say. Um, and so they were not able to get into the, for, for various reasons. If you know a lot about a college football, you know that there are some conferences that are considered not as good as the other conferences, and some are like the bigger ones, and they kind of have the teams that go to the, the football playoff for the championship, and you have the smaller conferences that don't allow their teams, um, they don't really have a chance to get there, and, and UCF was one of those teams. They won 13-0. So anyway, the whole point of saying this is they were going to have a national championship parade 
on Sunday. They were actually going to have a parade because they declared themselves the national championships because they beat Auburn. The Auburn Tigers, located in Auburn, Alabama, beat Alabama in their rivalry game and also beat Georgia earlier in the season. Of course, Alabama and Georgia are the two teams playing in the national championship. Of course, Georgia came back to beat Auburn later in a different game because they played in the SEC championship, South Eastern Conference. But I'll let, I have to say this, that, that, that LSU is the team that beat Auburn. Um, LSU beat Auburn, I believe, uh, in, in, Maybe was it LSU? I don't remember. I don't remember where they played, but they beat Auburn. But guess what? My alma mater, Troy, uh, the Troy Trojans beat LSU. So in my mind, really, UCF can't declare a national championship unless they beat Troy because, you know, the team, they beat Auburn, the team that beat the two, two title defenders. Well, Troy beat LSU, they beat Auburn, that beat the two title defenders. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's, that's my opinion. I would, I would pay to see that game. I would pay to see that game. And so if you've never seen the Circle of Life environmental fable in the land of Epcot, it's closing forever on uh, February 3rd, 2018. It's a, it's a theater show where you go into Epcot, and it's close to the sword area. You walk into Epcot, and you go up the hill, go to the right, and there's like what's called the Land Pavilion. They have sword in there. They have Sunshine Seasons Restaurant. They have a little little theater called the Circle of Life. You go in there, and it's, it's kind of an environmental tale um, about saving the environment and so on. I was not a fan of this show when I saw it. I don't know. Maybe I saw it 13 years ago, 2000, probably 2004 uh, on my honeymoon. I think I saw this show and I just, it was, eh, it was okay. Um, I, I haven't been back and I don't know that I will be back. It's not something that, 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 that interests me, that particular show itself, but it's closing forever on February the 3rd. So if you do want to see Circle of Life one more time, go check that show out. Now, what's it going to be? They're going to close it, and supposedly they are going to make this into a performing arts area where they'll do certain workshops and performances and things like that. Where they'll do like, uh, um, basically have a kind of you know student shows and and whatever kind of little you know temporary shows and things like that. Now, where they were doing this before these workshops and performances, they were doing these in the location over between Germany and Italy in World Showcase. Here's the theory. Here's the theory. If they're moving that performing arts area over to the front of the park or to the Circle of Life area, what's going to happen to that area between Germany and Italy? What if there's a new pavilion coming? My prediction, that is my prediction, and we'll get to some of that later, but my prediction is that we will have a new pavilion announced this year in Epcot. I'll get to that a little bit later on. I'll talk about what that is, but that is my prediction that we will see that happen sometime in the next I don't say 12 months or so. Dole Whip, the tasty, tasty pineapple treat. It's a pineapple soft serve ice cream. It's now available at Disney's Pop Century, Pop Century uh, Resort. Um, you can already get it at, uh, at, at the Polynesian Village Resort. Um, and you can get it at Magic Kingdom. And those are the two places you could get the Dole Whip. Now, of course, you can get it at, um, at uh, Pop Century. Which, on, on one hand, is a great thing. It's like, oh, cool. I'm, as many people as possible can now have this. They have pineapple and vanilla swirl together that you can get, like, a pineapple float, and it's really, really delicious. My thought, though, is I don't like this being served at other places. I want it at Polynesian, and I want it at Adventureland and Magic Kingdom, but I don't like it being put in other places because there's there's this air of exclusivity. You go to the Magic Kingdom, and you when you go to the Magic Kingdom... Gotta have me some Dole Whip. Gotta get me some Dole Whip. Or, you know what? Hey, let's go catch a monorail around. And I know we're at Grand Floridian, but let's catch a monorail over to to uh, uh, to Polynesia and stop off and get some Dole Whip real quick. And then, you know, be on, be on about our day. There's something about that exclusivity, exclusivity that just you can't beat. And I don't like the fact that they're starting to serve it at other places. That bugs me because I want to know that I have to go to the other places because that's its real location in Adventureland. That's where it's themed. The Polynesian because it's pineapple. It's Dole Whip. Pop Century has nothing to do with Will Whip. So, so that's kind of my thought on that. I, I kind of feel like we should, uh, we kind of should, you know, should leave it there. 
So, slow news week this week. Those are the kind of big things that are kind of popped out here. A little Disney history for you on January the 7th. Um, January the 7th of, uh, oh gosh, what year am I looking at here? Um, I'm going to kind of, oh, 2008. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. January 7th of 2008, Disney MGM Studios officially becomes Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, there's a little bit to this because, of course, when it opened up in 1989, it was Disney's MGM Studios. They were working with MGM to basically put this park into place, and it was like that way for, gosh, 19 years. And then 2007, MGM backed out of the deal. I think MGM was having some financial problems. They were they were at risk of losing James Bond. They were at risk of losing a lot of financial properties and such. And so they lost that. They lost that. They, they pulled away from Disney, so they split up. So Disney became Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, there was a thread on Facebook not too long ago. That uh, that asked the question something like you know what what small thing are you willing to die for are you willing to die on a hill for like what small little buggy thing are you will die for example you know I'm I'm going to go to the ends of the earth I'm going to defend the the Oxford comma in in writing or two spaces after a period or small things like that for me. Small trivial things that nobody cares about that I am very, very stubborn about. It is Hollywood Studios. It is not MGM. So when somebody says MGM, I corrected them because guess what? It has been 10 years. It's been 10 years that it has now been called Hollywood Studios. We've had time. We've had time. I still call Disney Springs downtown Disney sometimes. It's only been two years. So give me another couple of years on that to really kind of get that solidified. But uh, yeah, we've had a little bit of time. So I think we should, I think we should really uh, concentrate on that. 1987. January 7th, 1987, Disneyland Star Tours attraction opens in Tomorrowland, a simulator ride based on the Star Wars movie by George Lucas. It's the park's first attraction to not use Disney-designed imagery. The attraction, um, uh, the celebration, uh, there's a celebration that went on there. It was about 60 hours or so. Guests were given a Star Star Tours watch when they enter, which I'm sure you could find on eBay for probably a lot of money. The attraction featured the voices of Paul Rubin as Rex the Bumbling Pilot Droid. Anthony Daniels made his return at C-3PO. You had the Red Leader, there you had uh, some ILMers there. They were visible in a maintenance bay window. You had uh, a couple of announcers or whatever, and the supervisor who ducks under the desk at the end of the ride. His name, his character name is Ira Keeler. Uh, that's not George Lucas. So people, that's the myth there that when you in the old Star Tours, whenever you saw that guy ducking at the desk at the end of the ride, that was George Lucas. It's not George Lucas. So anyway, that ride's been around now for going to 21 years um, over in Disneyland. But at the same time, also. Um, in 1999, Horizon closes forever at Walt Disney World's Epcot. Open since October 1983, the Future World attraction took guests on a fascinating 15-minute ride through the 21st century. Horizon closed indefinitely in 1994. It reopened various times, usually during busy seasons. Kind of like Stitch's Great Escape has been, like I've talked about that, where they would close it, but they would open it Christmas holidays, things like that. But uh, but this time in 1999, they closed it forever. And a couple of years later, it came out as Mission Space. And so that's where Horizons was. Mission Space is there now. So 19, or not, that was 19, uh, 1999. Um, 2018, however, is the year we're talking about right now. And this is a, it's, it's the new year, folks. This is really the first full show of the new year. We had a show last week, but I was actually doing, recording that show right before the turn of the, turn of the new year. So uh, I wasn't into 2018 now. I had the 2017 vibe still going on. And now it's 2018 and I'm ready to go, folks. There's a lot of things going on at Disney this year. And kind of want to real, maybe real quick, kind of talk about the, I'm going to give you my top 10 things that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, or the most at, uh, uh, for Walt Disney World and for Disneyland and kind of the whole Disney thing. I'm, I'm real excited about a lot of things and maybe some reasons you should take a Disney vacation. And I will get to that in a few minutes about your Disney vacation. But first, number 10, 
We'll just count them down 10 through 1. Number 10, Disney Springs will have eight new dining locations in 2018. Uh, they're opening up the Tirolina Crafted Italian. It's going to replace the Portobello Country Italian. There's a restaurant called Portobello. It's going to go away. A new Tirolina Crafted Italian will open up uh, sometime. Um, actually, it may already be open. Um, the Edison will open New Year's Eve, December 31st. It opened a couple of days ago, and it's supposed to be this real nice, like a speakeasy kind of place, you know? Um, Mario and Enzo's Restaurante uh, and Enzo's Hideaway Tunnel Bar and Pizza, Pizza Ponte will also open or sometime in January. Wine Bar George will open in 2018. will feature 100 wine selections and shareable plates. So if you were a wine connoisseur, you'll want to go to the Wine Bar, wine bar George opening up. The Edison will have American Cuisine, Craft Drinks, and Live Entertainment. Uh, sometime in 2018, Jaleo will open on the west side and to give a menu with a Spanish flair. Wolfgang Puck and Bar and Grill will also open sometime in 2018 in the town center. Uh, Wolfgang Puck uh, had a restaurant there before and it closed down uh, not too long ago they were i think they just want to do some different things with it of course they still have the wolfgang puck express little tip for you if you're in disney springs and you need something quick you want something for maybe the family you want something not too not too expensive um there are two places i recommend one is earl of sandwich and that's over in the marketplace at disney springs it's great sandwiches the food's really really good it's not very expensive considering it's disney the other is wolfgang puck express the pasta there that is fantastic the dishes are large my wife and i can actually easily split one and uh, and and still both of us be full because it's really really good food so number 10 for me disney springs the eight new dining locations. I'm reading this off of www-magazine.com. They've got a, a great little article about, article about some things coming up. Now, my number nine no, thing I'm looking forward to in 2018 is the announcements, okay? The announcements. And randomly, Disney will just come out with these random announcements of, hey, this is coming up, and hey, that's coming up, and that kind of thing. And so... I'm looking forward to all the, the, the fun announcements that will be coming because they're going to make some great announcements coming in. They're going to be probably issuing... Um, you know, you'll 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 get an announcement one day about like, oh, guess what? We've got a date on well, a date on Toy Story Land. I'm sure we'll get that sometime in the next couple of months of when Toy Story Land will be opening. We'll probably get a date on Star Wars. So exactly kind of when the time frame Star Wars will be opening. We'll be hearing some new things about just who knows what we're gonna be hearing. But always those those Disney announcements, those magical announcements that, that just come out of nowhere are fantastic. Again, I mentioned this before, but my prediction my prediction is that sometime this year they will announce at least one new pavilion for World Showcase. And my prediction is going to be that it's going to be Brazil. Hearing that they're going to move the Performing Arts Center area, the little stage or whatever, from the Italy, Germany area over to the front of the park, leaving that space open, um, makes me think, I'm wondering if that's where it's going to go. I don't know. I don't know where it would go. There's actually... There's space for two or three new pavilions if they wanted to. And I, I think they probably could, they may cl end up closing one sometime in the future and putting a new one in. But I think there's space for two or three more pavilions to be added to that area because really it's just like a lot of woods back there. Um, and they did that specifically so they could have room in between each country to do that. I think it's going to be Brazil. That's just my guess. Also, another fun thing, too, that kind of comes up with that is, is the permits. And I know permits is kind of a nerdy thing. And, you know, I'm not an engineer, so I don't know a whole lot about blueprints and permits and such. But sometimes you'll just get a, you'll catch wind of Disney has filed permits for whatever. And that's when you know it's real. I remember the day that they uh, uh, they filed the permits um, for building, for the land for building for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and for Toy Story Land. They kind of followed them close at the same time. And, I mean, there's a lot to do, and, you know, Florida's very regulated, just like any other place, and so you have to file these official law permits about moving, about, the, you know, uh, conservation things, about moving things, about, you know, um, how you're going to build, and so on and so forth, and they filed these permits, and the, the news came out that these permits were filed, and that kind of makes it real, because guess what? Disney's really doing this. They put the money down, they've got the papers in their hand, they're going forward with this, and I think we're going to get the permits to, uh, probably to some cool things this year, 
We'll see. My guess is we'll probably get permits. We'll probably see permit announcements for maybe the Tron coaster over in Magic Kingdom, maybe the theater over to Magic Kingdom. Maybe we'll see the permits, uh, permit uh, 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 announcements about the Ratatouille ride over in France and Epcot. I think we're going to see a lot of cool things coming up. So the announcements and the permits and that kind of thing. My number eight thing I'm really looking forward to is the Pixar Fest in Disneyland. The Pixar Fest celebration of friendship throughout Disneyland Resort starting on April the 13th. Um, the article on DisneyParks.Disney.com, Disney Parks blog, says Together Forever, a Pixar nighttime spectacular will light up Disneyland Park beginning April 13th. In addition to dazzling pyrotechnics and memorable music, the theme of friendship ever present in most Pixar films is celebrated in this nighttime spectacular. You're also going to have this whole celebration during the day of, of, of friendship and beyond. It'll be an all-new fireworks spectacular, and two favorite parades will be coming up. Paint the Night Parade is coming back up. New Pixar characters will be coming out. Beloved Pixar characters will be coming out. New decor, atmosphere, a- 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 entertainment, themed food, beverage, merchandise items. Merchandise items. There you go. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna be doing that on the... Um, uh, they'll be doing some of that in, in California Adventure and in Disneyland. So it's a Pixar fest. It will be really, really cool. They'll be doing uh, uh, the story will come to life through projections on the iconic park locations on Sleeping Beauty Castle, the water screens of the Rivers of America, the facade of a small world, and the buildings of Main Street. You're going to see projections all over the Disneyland Park. Um, it's even going to have a special flyover by Buzz Lightyear at Sleeping Beauty Castle. I didn't actually realize that. I just read that for the first time. That's exciting. Because you see, Tinkerbell will fly from the castle, um, you know, every night during the parade. Now, but Buzz Lightyear is going to fly. That is going to be cool. I just realized that. That is fantastic. I, wow. (laughs) Okay, so I'm geeking out just about the idea of Buzz Lightyear flying through the sky. That is really, really cool. So that's my number eight. Number seven, my number seven thing that I'm looking forward to is the brand new uh, show at Animal Kingdom, the Up Inspired Show. Brand new show with Russell and Doug. Um, they took out the, the Flights of Wonder show that was in Animal Kingdom, and I, I really enjoyed that show. I really, really did. And I was kind of sad when they took it out, but now they're going to be putting in a new show with Russell and Doug from Up, uh, offering, offering guests a chance to see senior wilderness explorer Russell and his furry friend Doug as they discover species of birds from around the world in their newest adventure at the theater in Undapur Village. It's a theater in the back of Animal Kingdom. So you'll hear more about this coming up, but this is going to be coming up later on this year. Of course, Animal Kingdom's 20th anniversary will be coming up as well in April. So that's going to be kind of a big thing. You'll see a lot of hype and hoopla about that because that's going that's going to be a celebration because they always celebrate 15, 20, 25 years and that kind of thing. So that's going to be really, really cool. Number six for me, my number six thing that I'm looking forward to doing, and this is something that I, I, it's out now, but I'm going to get to do this in 2018. So I'm real excited about this, okay? It's the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire Hyper Reality Experience. Uh, it's called it, like Entering the Void or something like that. It's a newly opened experience. It's guaranteed to be a hit for Star Wars fans because I'm going to be excited about it. Um, the Star Wars Secrets of the Empire show transports guests deep into the Star Wars universe, allowing them to walk freely and untethered through a multi-sensory experience with friends and family. In groups of four, teams will go undercover as stormtroopers to capture Imperial intelligence vital to the budding rebellion's survival. I've heard about this. People, have, A few people I know have done this. And they say it's extremely cool. It's a virtual reality, Disney technology. I mean, you can't you can't beat Disney technology. I mean, once they put their mind, when they once they put their mind to what they're doing, it's a big thing. So I mean, it's just having that 
that virtual reality, the goggles on, everything like that, and going walking through a Star Wars land untethered, so it's not like you're strapped into something. That is going to be cool. I'm real excited about doing that. I actually am going to Disney World next week. Next week, next Friday, um, or this coming up Friday, I guess if you're listening the week this is released, uh, this coming up Friday for the weekend, I'll be there for a couple of days, and I'm, uh, I'm going to try to get over to Disney Springs and do this because this seems really really cool. So the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is its 25th anniversary coming up. This is my number five thing. The Epcot festivals are coming. Uh, the festival will run this year for the Flower and Garden from February 28th through May 28th. It's a 90-day event with a multitude of Disney character topiaries, tasty offerings at 15 outdoor kitchens, garden tours, the Garden Rocks music series, new kids activities, and the Eggs Stravaganza scavenger hunt, and much, much more. And of course, the Festival of the Arts is going on right now, and I will get to experience that next week, so I'm really excited about actually getting to Epcot to see that. Um, the the Food and Wine Festival is coming up in the fall, and I've got a couple of clients. Of course, I am a Disney travel planner, so I've got a couple of clients I'm working with, and they are going to Epcot specifically for the Food and Wine Festival. They were asking me when it is, when the best time to go is, when it's not so crowded to go for the Food and Wine Festival, asking me about venues, because that is why they want to go. They've been many times, they've been to Epcot, done other things, but they want to go for the Food and Wine Festival. It's a big, big deal. And the food is so good. I went last September with some friends, uh, with some fellow travel agents, actually, uh, uh, friends of mine. And uh, we got to walk around, kind of eat around the world. And just I, we ate and we ate and we ate until we just couldn't eat anymore. We actually had a dinner scheduled that later later on that evening. And we canceled it because we were just like, we can't eat anymore. We're just, we're too stuffed. <laughs> we are too, too stuffed. My number four that I'm looking forward to Um Caribbean Beach and Cordon Springs are two moderate resorts, and they're very, very cool resorts. Caribbean Beach is this it's kind of a Caribbean theme to it. The buildings are named after, uh, you know, Bahama locations. You've got the Jamaica building, and you've got Martinique, and you've got Trinidad Tobago, and so on and so forth. And and so it's it's really, it's kind of a cool-themed area. I've been there. That's actually where I stayed on my honeymoon in 2004. Um, Coronado Springs is uh, kind of a, for lack of a better word, I say Tex-Mex. It's kind of got a Tex-Mex feel to it. It's got a like an Aztec kind of feel to it um, with a big pyramid over in the corner and things like that. It's just, that's kind of what I think of is, is Tex-Mex. I feel like I could go to a, I could get like a Chipotle restaurant meal or something there, uh, like a burrito at, at, at the food bar. Um, but they're building, um, they, both of these restaurants are doing, or both these, I'm oh, sorry, both of these resorts are, are refurbing. Now, Coronado Springs is building like a tower over on the side of the resort, like a 13 story tower where they will have guests and guest rooms and so on. It's going to be cool. Um, so there's not a lot of interference when it comes to refurbishment. Like it's not really in your face. A lot of your, if you take pictures at the resort, um, a lot of your skyline in the back might have some of that construction stuff in it, but it's back there. It's not really pervasive. It's not too bad. Caribbean Beach, however, is all over the place. They are building that thing up like crazy. They're doing refurbs on a lot of the rooms and a lot of the places closed off here and there. The food court area is completely shut down. Um, they're reopening the food court. Uh, the food court, they're, I liked it. I thought it was cool. You walk into the building and you kind of walk through and, and they have this, the, the sky is painted kind of bluish, kind of grayish blue. And so it looks like you're outside. They have lights thrown across the ceiling. So it looks like you're on a market of some sort. And they have these different vendors all along the way where you can go to, uh, you know, you can have like, there you can have a burrito or a taco or something. And over here you can get some chicken. And over here you can get some pizza. And over there's a burger. And over here is just snacks. And it's just, it's a cool area. So they're going to be doing that kind of thing again, but even better. But they've shut the food court down, so they have little pockets, little little pop-up food kiosks all over the resort, and they have one area too where you can go and get like a quick breakfast buffet. I think it's a counter service. Um, I think it's a, like a counter service price, so it's not too bad. But uh, you know, you go and you pay. It's like eggs and bacon and waffles and some stuff, stuff like that. It's not really there's no characters or anything, and so it's uh it's a it's a place to eat. But I've heard that it's just, it's very pervasive. Like, it's all over the place. So it's something you have to be aware of when you go to Caribbean Beach. You're going to see construction everywhere. Um, but that'll all be done this year. 
that will all be done this year. Both resorts will be opened up, and I think I think it's going to be spectacular. Now, I don't know if the tower will be finished by the end of the year because they take a little while to do those some of things, some of those things. But the refurb on the resort itself will be finished uh, sometime later on this year, and it's going to be cool. Right now, I'm, I kind of don't put a lot of people at Caribbean Beach when I book book vacations for families because there's just too much stuff going on. Um, unless I have to. At the end of the year, though, for vacations coming up in November, December, I'm already looking at putting people there because it's going to be spectacular. I'm really excited about it because, and this is not coming in 2018. Uh, this will be happening in 2019, so maybe a year from now in episode number 64 or whatever, I'll be talking about all the cool things coming in 2019. What will be opening up will be the gondolas, and the gondolas are going to be running from uh, Caribbean Beach and Cordona Springs. And what I mean by gondolas, like sky buckets, basically, they kind of take you across the sky, pretty much. They'll be going from those two locations. They'll also be running over to Pop Century and Art of Animation, which are two resorts that sit kind of side by side. There's a lake in the middle, and what I, the drawings I've seen, they'll put like a station in the middle of that. So you can catch a gondola from there, uh, go across. It'll actually connect to Epcot and to Hollywood Springs, which is really cool. I mean, there's a gondola system coming here. So when Caribbean Beach opens up, I imagine the prices will be a little bit higher because it's going to be a nicer resort. It's going to be right there by the gondolas. Um, that's why, you know, the deluxes at the monorail resorts over in Disney and Magic Kingdom, Grand Floridian and uh, Contemporary and Polynesian, those are more expensive of deluxe resorts because they're on the monorail. Um, and even Wilderness Lodge, which is right there connected by boat, not a monorail, by boat. Fun fact, the reason they don't have the monorail in Wilderness Lodge is because it ruins the theming. Because you have a rustic, uh, a rustic resort, you know, modeled after the the old west of the you know, 1800s, and you're gonna have a fancy train coming through it. No, so that's why they don't have a monorail running through there, even though it sits right there in that area. Same thing with Caribbean Beach. I think it's going to be a little a little higher priced because of the location, because of the gondolas. But the gondolas are coming 2019, so I'm really excited about that. So, number three on my list of things I am excited about in 2018 when it comes to Disney stuff, the Star Wars updates. We're going to be hearing more and more as we go about Star Wars, about what's happening, what's coming, the Galaxy's Edge. Now, granted, we don't have an opening date yet for Toy Story Land, which is coming this summer. Um... And it's already in January. It's already into January now. And I don't know when we'll get an opening date. I'm guessing it's not going to be too long from now because people are trying to plan vacations around Toy Story Land. And they're having a hard time because people are thinking, well, I want to go and, you know, let's go Memorial Day. Let's go June. Let's go July. But they don't know when it's going to be open. So I don't know. I don't think we're going to have an opening date for Star Wars yet this year. But we're going to be hearing more about it. We're going to get more details about it, more about the ride. If you go online, you can see pictures now, construction and things like that. You can see things that are being done. Um, you can see things that are being done to the area. And even as you walk by, I know that after Hurricane Irma came through in September, it tore some of the, some of the blocking off, some of the, the, the walls and everything got, got kind of messed up. And you could actually look through some of the wood, look through some of the fencing and see what's being constructed. Um, that's going to all take shape this year. The, the ADATs they've built, the life-size ADATs they built, uh, there at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, those will be completed as well. Um, it's going to be cool. So I'm looking forward to all your hearing Star Wars updates. Number two on my list of things to look forward to for Disney in 2018. I am looking forward to the movies, the Disney movies that are coming in. And I don't mean Disney movies like, oh, you know, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming up. And I am excited about Wreck-It Ralph 2. And I'm excited about Incredibles 2. So those are two big ones that are coming up. Um, Wreck-It Ralph 2 actually is coming in November. There's not really a whole – the plot is going to be basically Vanellope, which is Sarah Silverman, and Ralph, John C. Riley, goes to the internet to get a missing piece for Vanellope's game Sugar Rush. Um you know, we don't see, uh, we don't see, we don't know a whole lot about the movie. Otherwise, all the characters will be back. But every Disney princess will have a speaking role in the movie. The first time all of the princesses 
will have interacted at one time in the same movie. So that's going to be really, really, really cool. There's also something called the Untitled Christopher Robin film. It's a live-action Disney fairy tale. We don't know a lot about it. Um, Ewan McGregor will be the adult Christopher Robin, who comes back to the 100-acre wood. Uh, Christopher Robin is all grown up without time for his family, and Pooh comes back to his life and helps him reunite with old friends. This kind of reminds me of Hook. This kind of reminds me of the Steven Spielberg movie Hook in the, in the early 90s with Robin Williams playing Peter Pan. And having to be reminded of who he was and having to go back to Neverland to kind of help the Lost Boys against against Captain Hook. So we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be a live-action Winnie the Pooh film. And, of course, when you when people heard that, live-action Winnie the Pooh film, what is that? That's that's what it is. So we'll see. Incredibles 2, of course, coming out in June. I am super pumped for this. This is my favorite Pixar film. Um, apparently, Elastigirl really takes the lead on this one, but we don't know a lot about it. In traditional Pixar fashion, they haven't released a lot about it. In May, we'll get the solo Star Wars story film, Han Solo. Well, uh, this is going to follow the backstory of Han Solo and his escapades before the original Star Wars trilogy. We'll get to see Han, Chewie, and Lando early on. So, you know, I love Star Wars. I, I'm, 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 my excitement for this is tempered. I have tempered excitement with this because I, I feel like this film is unnecessary. I don't know why we had to have this film. But at the same time, I'm kind of excited about it. And maybe we'll talk more about that coming up in a future episode. But, uh, but that's coming up. And, of course... Uh, you know, we have some of the, the, the classic films coming up. A Wrinkle in Time is coming out in March, uh, directed by Eva DuVernay and with Oprah Winfrey, M- Mindy Kaling, and Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Zach Galifianakis and Chris Pine also is in this. It's a remake of the 63 novel and tells the story of a young girl whose father goes missing after working on a mysterious science project. And you may have seen the previews for this, and they look really, really cool. I'm a big, big Reese Witherspoon fan, so I'm looking forward to seeing her in this. Uh, the Nutcracker and The Four Realms is coming out in November. This is inspired by an original story by E.T.A. Hoffman. Um, it's, uh, it has Lassie, Lassie Hallstrom directing and Kieran Knightley starring as the Sugar Plum Fairy in this live-action adaptation of the classic story. The Nutcracker of the Four Realms follows the story of a young girl who finds a Nutcracker doll among family gifts and is charged by her parents to take special care of it, leading her on an adventure in the Four Realms. Also starring Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman. And last but not least, let's talk about the Marvel movies coming out, which excite me almost to no end. Um, sometime this summer, we're going to see Mary. I'm sorry, we're going to see Ant Man and the Wasp. And now Paul Rudd in a surprising film that to me it was the 2014, 2015. Um, shocking how good it was. Nobody Ant Man was like nobody even cared about Ant Man. All of a sudden, Paul Rudd took the character and was like, well, he's a comedy actor. They made a heist film out of it, and it was very, very good. Ant-Man and the Wasp will set up Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly's character, the Wasp, and introduce her into the Avengers when it comes out in 2019, like the new Avengers. Um, and so the first Ant-Man was a big success, so this one I think is going to be a success as well. Not really a whole lot going on. Not really a whole lot of plot been revealed yet, but it will pick up where Infinity Wars left off, and that, of course, Infinity Wars. Uh, April 27th in the UK and May 4th in the US. I am so... Excited for this. I've watched this trailer probably five or six, five, oh, five or six. I want to say five or six dozen times. I haven't watched it 60 times, but I'll probably watch it a good 15 to 20 times. Of course, this is when all the characters come together, the Guardians of the Galaxy and, you know, Captain America and Falcon and Black Widow and uh, uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch and Vision and Iron Man. Um, you know, they meet up with the, the Hulk and they're battling Thanos and just it's it's going to be a geek heaven. I am so excited for this movie. But kicking everything off, that's going to happen uh, Happening up in February of this year, the Black Panther. That's uh, 
with uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman coming back as T'Challa, the king of Wakanda. It's an isolated, technologically advanced African nation. Um, and it's kind of his story behind that. Behind that. And it actually, it's I believe it's going to lead right up into Infinity Wars. And I'm really excited for this. And I just am. I, I'm pumped. So my number two thing, and I've talked the most about this than anything else, my number two reason I'm, thing I'm looking forward to the most at Disney is going to be the movies. And number one for me, my most anticipated thing for 2018 is going to be Toy Story Land. I am super pumped for Toy Story Land. It's this new land they're building. It should be 12 to 13 acres of Hollywood Studios. And they're going to have, you know, the Slinky Dog Coaster is going to be over there. They're going to have the uh, the alien uh, the alien ride over there. And I think the alien ride is going to be something like a um, like a free moving kind of like, almost like a kid's ride. I mean, it's going to be a kid's area, basically, but it's going to be a lot of fun. The Slinky Dog Coaster looks very large, so it looks like a longer ride. It's not like a short little barnstorm or 45-second ride. It's going to be a, I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around like a, the Seven Doors Mine Train kind of coaster. But also, not just the rides themselves, but the theming itself, because you're going to be a toy. You're shrunken down to be a toy. You're walking into, quote-unquote, Andy's room. And so you're going to get to see, you know, all the, everything's big, because you're a toy. Um, the, the One of the, the concession stands, or one of the, the food places, is like a lunchbox. And it basically, it's like a propped-up metal lunchbox, um, where you walk under, and you walk up to the window, and the window's going to be like a Tupperware. It's going to look like a piece of Tupperware, where they open up the window to order your food. It's going to be so cool. I'm so excited for this. Now, Caution. If you're deciding to go down for for Disney World to Disney World for Toy Story Land, un- understand that the first I would say month, especially that first week, but that first month, it is going to be insane. It's going to be so busy. I want to make sure you know that it's going to be crazy, crazy busy. Uh, Pandora Ride and Avatar. Uh, when it first opened up, ride the lines for that flight of passage ride, which is one of the best rides I've ever been on, by the way. It's totally worth it. Rides for that ride, uh, lines for that ride were four and five and six hours when it first opened. Now, do I expect the Toy Story, do I expect Slinky Dog to have a four or five hour wait? I do. At the very beginning. Maybe it won't have that continually, but at the very beginning, I do expect that. Now, when we talk about Star Wars in the future, when Galaxy's Edge opened up, I will expect the Millennium Falcon ride to have probably a five or six hour wait, and I might just be there to wait the whole time for it, but it is going to have a very long wait. Toy Story Land will have a very, very long wait. So that is all to say that if you are looking at going to Disney World for this summer, Give me a call, uh, magiconadollar at gmail.com. That is magiconadollar at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you about your Disney World trip. I've already gotten a lot of inquiries about this summer, about this fall, about going down. People specifically saying, I want Toy Story Land. We want to see the Toy Story stuff. If you're looking to go to 2019, if you're thinking, you know what? We're going to put our stuff off. We're going to put money off. We're going to save money until 2019 for Star Wars. You know what? That's cool. I understand that completely. You don't. You only get to take the Disney World vacation every now and then. So let's take it when you let's take it for Star Wars. Just know it is going to be so insanely busy around that time. Let's just say that Star Wars opens up in June of 2019. It is going to be just nuts. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. And my guess is they're not going to have a lot of promotions going on that time. They probably, they won't need to. And so, you know, so if you're looking to save money when going down to Disney World around that time, you may not. So just understand it's going to be really, really busy. And I cannot, I cannot describe to you how busy it's going to be. We're talking you know, probably hour-long waits to get into the parking lot, not just to get into the ride. I mean, uh, Harry Potter, when it first opened up in 2010, I believe, it was the, the Hogsmeade area of the Harry Potter and Islands of Adventure at Universal, there were a line to get into the Harry... Just to get into the Harry Potter area, the line stretched through the park and out of the park gates. I would expect that to happen this time, too, for Star Wars, because as popular as Pandora has been, as crazy as Pandora has been, Star Wars, ten times as popular. So for every hour you wait for Flight of Passage, expect to wait two hours for Star Wars. 
I could totally see somebody walking up, um, you know, let's say the park opens at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., walking up at 9 or 9 or 10 a.m. to get in line for the Millennium Falcon ride, maybe a couple weeks after it's open, and the line being stretched through the park all the way, you know, like the line just, it's six hour wait. Six hour wait, easy. I expect that. So if you're thinking, you know what, I don't know that I want to face the crowds, maybe you should consider going this year. But anyway, give me a give me a buzz, magic on a dollar at gmail.com, and we'll talk about it. We'll figure out what best what is best for you. Find me on Twitter at Disney on a dollar. Find me on Instagram at Magic on a dollar. You can also find me on Facebook, Disney on a dollar. Um, you can find search that out, and I would love to talk to you over there. That's kind of our business page. We throw a lot of links and a lot of news and things like that. Have some fun. Of course, March is coming up quicker than we think. It's actually three months away, and we'll be doing the March Movie Madness. The fifth year we'll be doing this. We'll be giving away some prizes where you can vote on your favorite Disney films of all time. Beauty and the Beast has won this thing three out of four years, with Little Mermaid taking a title somewhere down in the middle of that. So, do you want Beauty and the Beast to win again? You'll want to vote. You want Beauty and the Beast to not win? You'll want to vote. So, pay attention to the Facebook page. Join the Facebook page. Join the movement, and we'll uh, we'll have some fun over there. My sponsor, one of my sponsors here, uh, love this girl, Amy Campbell. She runs MyResumeLady.com. You can email her at Amy at MyResumeLady.com. If you have a resume issue, if you have a problem, if you're like, you know what, I'm at a job, I need a better job. I need a better job because I can save some money so I can go to Disney World in 2019 and stand in line for six hours for the Millennium Falcon ride. Email Amy, amy at MyResumeLady.com. Let her know, hey, David Dollars told me to come talk to you about my resume, and she will be happy to help you. She has almost 10 years of experience. She and her team have done hundreds, maybe thousands of resumes, marketing tips, LinkedIn profiles, all that good stuff. She'll be happy to help you. And, of course, the show is produced by my good friend, Clay Shava. Clay Shava of the Remodeling Clay podcast, um, who uh, who just who has a great podcast. It's just a really, really solid podcast. comes out every Thursday morning. You can always download it up on Thursday morning and... Um, and to listen to it, I listen to it usually sometime during Thursday during the day. I have a lot of things going on in the morning, so I want to listen to it when I can kind of concentrate on it. But it's a great show. It's a great uh, it's a great podcast, all about the best version of you without being too snarky, without being too sunshine blowy. It's just a lot of fun. So make sure you uh, pay attention. Make sure you to download that um, my, the Remodeling Clay podcast um, on iTunes and all as he says wherever finer podcasts are sold. And good good big thanks to my friend Tim Dumay who made our. Um, who made our theme song as well. So we appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you downloading the show. Appreciate you for everything you guys have done. It's been fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. I would love to hear what you have to say about your favorite uh, things you're looking for Disney for Disney for 2018. You can email me on the podcast, magiconadollarpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, my name is David Dollar once again. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to thank a Phoenician.